I'm Paul Thorpe. I'm Adam Pendlebury. I'm Pete Reese. And I'm Barry Worthington. This is the Progress with Unity podcast. Thought we'd uh, start this week off with a look at the transfer window latest. There's already been some ins and outs, as we know. We've we've lost Shinny to Aberdeen, and Broadhead was recalled by Everton. Big speculation about the fact that he was going to drop down to League One and sign for Ipswich Town, which has been confirmed now. So he's an Ipswich Town player. One point five million for me. A little bit much for him. I wish him the best of luck. I'm glad he's not stayed with us. I just don't think. He's the sort of player that we need at the moment. News coming out of the club today that Romani Edwards-Green has ended up back at Uddersfield Town. Latics say that he's been recalled by Uddersfield and on Uddersfield's website it says we've sent him back. So I don't know what the truth is, whether he's been recalled or in fact we have sent him back. I have read the articles that you'd read, but as soon as you sent it through to me, Barry, I said they've recalled him because we're in a relegation battle. Remember last year, Huddersfield were in the playoffs, so they probably thought, well, Wigan are not going to be one of our rivals. So I think the evidence suggests that they've recalled him. I think we'd have wanted to keep him, even if it's just as backup, you know. And why um, would we get shot? We wouldn't. No, I don't think so. He's already played for Huddersfield this season, and obviously he's played for us. So can't play for three clubs in one season, so he'll be sticking around the... Stephen Corker. So we mentioned him on Sunday and it's been confirmed. He got himself released in Turkey, came over last week, back to the UK and obviously Colo Toure's made contact and we've got him in the club. Personally, I think it has the potential to be an excellent signing in the same style as Leon Balogun uh, when he came in. I would agree. I think his experience and probable quality should be a good addition to the back line. I just wonder if he's lost his way a little bit with his career. He, he'd said something about wanting to come back from Turkey because things haven't quite worked out there with changes of managers and so on. It's it's hard to know, isn't it? But um, I think given that he obviously knows Colo Toure, and there's perhaps a certain level of trust both ways that Carlo thinks he's he's going to be able to do a job for us. So let's reserve judgment and we'll see how we get on with him. I'd, I'd sum that up, Pete, as he definitely had it. question is, has he still got it or can he find it again? If he has or he can, it'll be a great addition. And there's yeah. no great commitment from all points of view, is there? It's just till the end of the season. I said the other day, didn't I? Depends what type of uh, experienced player he is coming in. We've had some great... You've just mentioned Balagon. Balagon was a great signing. And if you remember, it took him a couple of weeks, I think, to get himself into... He seemed to remember him coming up against Middlesbrough. And he played really well. And then he, he was a mainstay for the rest of the season. Ariander Zoo, another example, 37-year-old player, came in the Premier League. Fantastic. But we have brought some sort of more experienced players in who haven't necessarily, you know, done the job over the years. And you, you just wonder what, what type of player he's going to be. He's definitely got the credentials because he's, you know, he's played at the top level and he's played, I think, 100 Premier League games. You know, so he's definitely got it. But as Paul said, and Pete as well, is his experience going to make up for the fact that he's, his legs might not be the same as what they were when he was last in England hopefully as well good character I'm sure he is a good character I think Torre knows him because some 
good characters are what you need at this this time in your dressing room to ensure that you know everyone's together because if we're getting a quite a lot of new players in we need to ensure that they gel with the players that are already there so hopefully he's the type of person who can do that uh, talking about ex- experienced defenders centre backs coming in I thought both Shotton and Ridgewell who came in similar type of players came in for half a season each and I thought they they did well for us so looking back our experience with this type of player has been good. And I noticed that in Paul Kendrick's summary of the transfer, he said that at least until summer, as though there's an option for him to stay beyond. So he proves himself and then he gets a longer contract, which which is good for both parties, I think. Yeah. But moving on, out of the blue, we signed Miguel Aziz, a 20-year-old midfield player from Arsenal. Kevin Betsy has worked with him previously. He knows him from his time with the under-23s. He played at Portsmouth last season, he spent the early part of the season with them, played a few games, got recalled by Arsenal, and he was sent out to, to Ibiza on loan. He's been there up until the last couple of weeks. Not a player that I know anything about at all. I, I absolutely reserve judgment on him. One thing that I did find very, very positive, he put a little video out on his Twitter feed yesterday saying he can't wait to play in front of the ticks. So that, that'll that do for me. He's straight away. That's one of my favourite comments ever on the uh, on the podcast uh, sent to Ibiza. So I'm just wondering whether he's been touring the clubs and getting his dance moves uh, in, in order with uh, whoever Seb Fontaine and uh, whoever else might be in, in Ibiza. I think but he was on the Wenger bus. Supporters haven't got much idea about him, but the, the backroom staff clearly have. So you'd like to hope that that's a decent appointment. Yeah, don't know a lot about him, obviously. But there was an interview with Danny Cowley from when, as he was at Portsmouth, that was very, very encouraging about him. He probably didn't pull up trees while he was there by all accounts but I think he's a young player he's still only 20 he might not be coming into you know as a starter he might be coming in as as, as somebody more to provide backup and we've got to give him the the, the space to do that so I'm interested intrigued to see what he's like and how he's going to be used and so on I'm not, beyond the fact that he's a central midfielder we don't know a lot about him Two players we've been linked with since our last podcast. Victor Adibor-Ejo, who is the leading scorer at Burton Albion, with 11 goals and two assists from 25 games. He's played previously in the championship with Barnsley, where he spent two seasons, made 58 appearances and scored five goals. Again, not a player that I'm familiar with at all. I don't know anything about him as a player. I'm certainly not aware of having seen him play. I think my concern about his statistics would be that it only seems to be this season that he's scored many goals per appearance. And there's this phenomenon in statistics called regressing to the mean, where you can have a spike in in statistics, and it applies to football as much as anything else. And it looks like, um, oh, things are improving, whereas in actual fact, it's just an, anom- an anomaly. And you end up going back to where you were before. So if I'd, I hope that they're not just basing their assessment of him on the goals that he scored this season and that there's there's something more to it than that. I agree with that, Pete, because if you buy based on the anomaly, pay top dollar, and that's a problem. Just on that point, you could have argued that if anybody had signed Will Keane last season, it would have been based on an anomaly uh, mm. because last season was a... You know, his first season, I think, where he'd scored more than 11 goals, I think, in a season. Mm. And he's got a very good, you've got to say, in a, in a poor side or a poor performance side, he's got a very good scoring record this year. So we don't we don't know. Some people mature uh, different stages in the career. 
obviously Will Keane's done it with us and he's grown with us. Um, but we don't know, do we? I think I think yeah, I, none of us really none of us really know. You can fa- you no, can buy it That's what it's all yeah. about. And I'll give you a prime example, I'll give you a name. Ian Butterworth went to Forest and they got another player to sweeten the deal. You might not remember Ian Butterworth going to Forest. Uh, yeah. You'll certainly remember Stuart Pearce. He went as part of that deal to sweeten it up. It was rumoured yesterday that he that he was coming up and uh, undertaking a medical, but it was only rumoured. Uh, I don't know where the rumour came from. I think it was some journalist from, from around the Midlands book, so I don't know if there's any truth in this or not. Another striker that we've been linked with, and this has come from a much more solid source, it's come from Paul Kendrick, who Paul doesn't tend to mm. put anything out unless there's truth in them. Joe Gellart, we've been in touch with Leeds United to see if there's any possibility that we can bring him on loan. I know Swansea City are also interested in him. He's made 34 Premier League appearances for Leeds. Just six starts in that, though. But he scored two goals and got two assists. This season, he's only made one start. For me, personally, I'd love to, for him to come back, even if it's only for till the end of this season. I'd just love him to come back and see if he can, can fulfil what he promised with us. I still believe he was stolen from us when we were in administration. Uh, the ex-director of Leeds selling him to Leeds. Personally, I'd love to see him come back. So would I. I think I you're agree. looking at him having help to save us once by leaving and then helping save us again in this division if he comes back and talking to saviors that's a nice <laughs> little link into christ hi hi 24 year old midfielder three seasons in the czech first division with opava sloven libracek and slava prague i think the big concern around it and adam's got some information on this for us but i think the big concern about this because it does seem legitimate that he he has come over is his work permit whether he'd be able to get a work permit and actually Play for us. Something big happened in June 2016, didn't it, when the United Kingdom voted to leave the European Union. And obviously that deal was struck in 2020. So since since 2021, the new rules have come into place. Uh, To get a work permit, you need a governing body endorsement. So that's the Football Association endorsement. Those criteria were agreed with the, uh, the Home Office. Obviously under the old system, free movement from the EU... So even if you were from a non-EU country, once you were legally employed in the EU, you're entitled to uh, transfer to uh, another club within the EU. Um, now the EU is put on the same footing as uh, any countries outside of the EU. Uh, so obviously we picked up players from South America in, in the past, from Africa in the past. So the EU is now on the same scale. Uh, we could do a full podcast on this, but basically the work permit now is based on points and you get points for different things. So uh, first of all, the the obvious ones are the top international players who played lots of games for the uh, international side. They automatically get them. Uh, and then in then below that, it depends on things like what level uh, they are in terms of the coefficients. So that means where are they in the tiers of European football? Coming um, for the Czech Republic, they're a band four. So you don't get as many points for a band four as you would for a band, uh, a band one. Uh, how many appearances? Uh, what the what the what the club has done? Have they been in European? Uh, competitions, how many games have they played, have they played international football on the 21s level, and there's different level of points. Uh, as Paul said earlier, we will have someone in place, hopefully, to assess that. 
the criteria out there for anyone to read, I'm happy to post them on the uh, on the podcast website. I've not gone to the trouble of looking up his uh, his appearances record or his uh, if he's had any under twenty ones. But if anybody wants to do that, then that's entirely uh, up to you. But I'm presuming that he hits the criteria based on the fact that it seems like it's a transfer that's that's close. Um, he must get he must have the points. So uh, otherwise, we're wasting our time bringing bringing him in. So yeah, complicated system. But that's why we, you know, we employ solicitors to ensure that we ensure that you know they're hitting the criteria when we sign them. Just as an additional point to that, though, very quickly, having an academy should mean that we are in a very good academy like ours should mean that we're in a better position because cheap there used to be a lot of cheap European imports 16 to 18s going into Premier League clubs it, it means that we are possibly higher up in the market now because of the work permit requirements so that means that the value of our players in the academy should go up thanks Adam that's very interesting that sounded sarcastic, Pete. <laughs> Sorry. No, honestly, I didn't think that was fascinating. Just before we leave the transfer window, this particular episode, uh, Peter's brought to my attention that McGurk, Sean McGurk, who's been reporting the Yorkshire Post, that were interested in bringing him back. Is it, say, loan or permanent, Pete? It doesn't. I don't think it says either from what I've uh, seen up to now. Um, I can't see um, us going in for a loan deal for a players essentially under 21s I think it's probably that he's not making a breakthrough there and we can perhaps offer him something a bit different because for what little we did see of him when he was uh, when he was here I, I used to go watching the under 23s quite a lot in the under 18s at that time very very tricky player and if he's if the management are thinking of introducing him slowly into the first team uh, we certainly could do with some trickery and uh, creativity on the wing so yeah it could be a good addition yeah it could be the next Tello Asgard let's move on massive game at the weekend playing Cardiff away uh, the own form isn't that sparkling I spoke with Jamie Anderson lifelong Cardiff City fan in the build up to the game very interesting chatting with Jamie he's home and away he was up earlier in the season uh, to watch them beat us here 3-1 but Although you'll hear his prediction, I don't think he sounds too confident, if I'm being honest. So let's have a listen to what Jamie had to say. I'd like to welcome Jamie onto the podcast. Cardiff City fan, how are you doing, Jamie? Well, good, thank you. How are you about yourself? I'm very well. Lifelong bluebird? Yeah, indeed. Home and away. You know, as we say, I'll be there. It's, it's sort of a six-pointer on Saturday, isn't it? We're both down, down at the wrong end of the table. I've been having a look at your form since we played you last time back in October. And in that, that space of, of games, you've had 12 matches. It, it's a little bit heartwarming for me, but not for you. You've only won twice. You've drawn four and you've lost six. From my point of view, I start that jumps out at me. You've only scored seven goals. Do they tell the true story? Yeah, they do. I mean, it, when we've lost, we've normally lost games by fairly close margins. We just haven't taken our chances. If we've, we've been on top in games and you probably can relate to this in certain games, you're missing easy chances and you think it's not your day. And we've had, as you said, plenty of those days. But another staggering stat is we somehow kept nine clean sheets this season. So it's like one of those double-edged swords, isn't it? You seem to be struggling at home as well, struggling to score goals at home. Yeah, we haven't had the best of attendances this year. But at home, I think we just trying to play this different type of philosophy, you know, different type of way. Cardiff used to be this very direct side and 
we've gone the complete opposite of that now. Massive transition in the summer to 17 new players. And yeah, we just... Just some sometimes you need the crowd. You need to give the crowd something, don't you? And um, yeah, we've just we've lost games at home like one nil and stuff like that. It's you're not the best at times, I must admit. All the efforts there, mind the efforts there, but the goals haven't been. Your manager Mark Hudson, he's come through the ranks, hasn't he? Is he the man to progress your club? Are you happy with him? I know you you know a run of form like you've had, but there doesn't seem to be any dissent amongst the supporters. Yeah, I think um, it's a bit of a mixed bag because obviously where we are in the league, it doesn't lie. You know. I personally like him. I think he's a great person and he knows what it takes to be, well, Mr. Cardiff. He played for us, he scored goals for us, he's captained us. So if anyone we want in a fight, it'll be someone who's played for us. Um, but we just need, we need to get results um, and quickly, to be honest with you. But you've got a player that most Latics fans are aware of. He always seems to score against us, whether it was for Preston, West Brom or even for yourselves. Callum Robinson, how's he doing at the moment? He's great. He always looks like he's going to create opportunities. He runs from left, right, middle. He's a handful. Hopefully he's fit this weekend. Uh, I think there's been a bit of a illness swell camp. He missed the Leeds game. He did play against Blackburn on New Year's Day. Fingers crossed, because we do need him if we're going to score a goal. Just before we came on her, you were telling me a, a, something. I didn't. I knew you was in some sort of transfer embargo, but I, I didn't realise what it was. Can you explain to our listeners exactly what's been going on? It's kind of like a double imposed embargo from FIFA and the EFL. Um, and it's all to do with the Emiliano Sala transfer fee. Obviously, for people who don't know, it was the, the tragic loss of the player that signed for us, but wasn't registered and what have you. And unfortunately, lost his life in the plane accident. Um, so we've been appealing and going through the process of it. Um, but until that's sort of resolved as such, we're in an embargo. So we can't sign or re-sign any players until we get permission. So that's left you with a bit of a, a sticky wicket over one of your players who, are, at the moment, is out on loan, isn't he? Yeah, Mark McGuinness played very well at Sheffield Wednesday. Their fans love him. They don't want him to leave. I was watching his game against Newcastle the other night and he played very, very well in that as well. So um, we'd be stupid not to ask for him back. I'd love to have him back in it, you know. But again, our hands are tied. Wow, what a, what a situation that is. Yeah, it's 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 one of those ones where, you know, we sent him out with a purpose at the beginning of the season to, to develop. He's only, I think he's only 20, 21, and he's he's matured significantly. And Darren Moore loves him and, you know, the whole Wednesday family love him. But again, it's one of those ones where we've just got to wait and see, I suppose. 18th yeah. on the table, four points ahead of us. It's a six-point of this, it really is. We get the win. We'll drag you into that battle then. I need to offer you a score prediction for Saturday. 2-1 Cardiff, being optimistic. 2-1 Cardiff. Sorry, we scored two against Leeds last week and that was with seven changes. So, come on, fingers crossed. Thank you very much, Jim. It's been brilliant having you on. Wish you all the best for the rest of the season, unless it means that we get relegated and you don't, in which case I don't <laughs> wish you all the best. But, but you know where I'm coming from and I'm sure you, you're the same with us. Yeah, all the best. And pleasure speaking to you. All right, cheers, Jimmy. Thank you very much. Yeah, as you said before, he spoke there, James. Um, he, uh, he does, it's it's quite nice listening to an opposition fan that's as um, depressed as we are about our team's performances at the moment. And their current record is pretty poor as well. So, yeah, I, it, for the first time in a while, I think, oh, you know, we might actually get a positive result from this game. They're clearly not going to be able to strengthen before they play us because of their transfer embargo, even though 
I think since you spoke to him, I think they have paid their first instalment on the Emiliano Sala transfer. And the, uh, but I think that still has to be ratified or something by UEFA for them to have that particular embargo lifted. But there's still a EFL. Uh, transfer embargo on them as well, which um, which they have to go through. So it might not even be done for them by the end of January. I don't know. They're clearly hoping that. So they're a little bit on the on the uppers. I think um, they probably they probably know that they need strengthening and can't do it. I would think that's perhaps a club that's um, not exactly uh, full of the joys of spring at the moment. Perhaps just the kind of team that we need to play to hopefully get a positive result and get some confidence back ourselves. The EFL have list, lifted the transfer embargo, so it's, it has been lifted. Oh, they have. So they might be able to strengthen even before Saturday then. Well, I mean, if they bring somebody in at this stage, are they going to be ready to play on Saturday? Have we got a referee, Paul? The referee will be Jeremy Simpson, who's from Carnford, and is a select group two referee and has been since 2015. Previously being a Premier League and a FIFA international assistant referee. He's had 15 previous Latics games, the last one being our 2-1 away win at Huddersfield earlier this season. And that was the first away game that we've ever won with him in charge. We've had seven so far. Winning that one, drawing two and losing four of the games where he's been the ref. And the card watch this season for Jeremy Simpson, he's taken charge of 15 games. 13 of those were in the Championship. And he's issued 68 yellows, no red cards, and he's awarded three penalties. And he lost referee Cardiff back in September, which was their 2-0 away defeat at Millwall. And that's Jeremy Simpson, who will be your referee for the trip to Cardiff. So let's move on to the uh, previous. Uh, we've actually played Cardiff on 30 previous occasions. Good record against them, winning 12, 11 draws, 7 defeats. First meeting was in 1982, Division 3. I think that would have been our first season in Division 3. We lost 3-2 away at Ninian Park and drew the return at Springfield Park at nil nil. We've only lost four of the last 21 meetings, though we did get beat uh, earlier this season uh, at the DW 1-3. Just very quickly, my favourite game at Cardiff was uh, actually at Ninian Park, and it was a nil to a very important win after a bad run the season we got promoted. Goals from Roberts and I think Alaman as well. Fantastic. And we dropped Nathan Ellington that game as well. Over to Barry for the predictions. My, my memory is uh, Ben Watson's free kick in the mm. FA Cup when they were in the Premier League the season we got to the semis yeah. as cup holders. Saturday, do you know, I've got a strong feeling about this game. I just think they're in worse form than what we're in. Were they that good when they beat us 3-1? They caught us on a really bad day. They played at the tome as well, but we are awful. I've just got a strong feeling we're going to, we're going to turn them over. I'm going for a 1-0 We're an Athletic win. Well, that's a stronger feeling, is it, at 1-0? I, I see where you're coming from. You, you kind of... I, does it come out of desperation to get going under Colo Touré? You know, we, we need this era to get moving because it's been depressing so far. So I'll join you with a 1-0 win. You know, you know, don't you? <laughs> they don't score goals at home. We score every game. It's 1-0 written all over it. Well, I, th- I think we're probably feeling a little bit more optimistic because of some movement uh, in the transfer market and... Uh, and- to be quite frank, early movement in the transfer market, probably earlier than we're used to in January. Um, so it shows some uh, commitment there from the club, and it's probably given a boost to to the to the players 
behind in the changing room as well to know that the reinforcements coming in. Um, so I think I think the mood will have lifted. I'm hoping Stephen Corker will be fit to play on on Saturday and give some guidance to the uh, to the back four or back five, whatever it might be. And we can have a solid back line, solid defence, and scrape a one-one draw. That's very positive from Pete. There, <laughs> it is recently, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> We, we had a similar game to this, although we did get relegated that season. But it, I think Graham Barrow had a game in charge where we won 1-0. Uh, Jordi Gomez scored later on. Both sides were struggling then. I think it's going to be a scrappy game. As Barry alluded to on the interview, It was it's a six-pointer, so those games are always big-pressure games. I don't think there'll be too many changes from the previous FA Cup game. I'm not sure Colker would be quite ready just yet to play. I think we'll key it or come back in somewhere in that in that side. But I don't think we're going to change that formation because it'll look relatively solid. So it's going to be a tight game, but we've got enough quality, so I'm going to go for a 6-0 win. <laughs> but you know, Adam, it'll come off one of these days, that. It'll come off. We'll be back on Sunday with all the reaction to the game. We'll also be looking ahead to the FA Cup reunion with Luton Town. We play them twice next week, so that's going to be quite interesting. Until Sunday, it's a goodbye from me and up the ticks. Come on. Up the ticks.